what's an alchemist to do? Are you right? Are you wrong? Are you good? Are you bad? Are you polarizing yourself and those around you during these challenging times? Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. When I blew the punchline of this podcast last time, I said it was about good and bad. And it's really about no good, no bad, or it's all good. Yeah, it's like the life is good t-shirts, right? Maybe it's life is good, life is bad t-shirts. <laughs> you know, the world seemingly is going to hell in a handbasket. And can, how can we say there's no right, there's no wrong? What are we talking about? People are going to think we're nuts. Yes. But this is an advanced concept, a higher concept of alchemy on a global stage. Is it possible, leader, to have that for perspective no good no bad no right no wrong <laughs> yes and it's very advanced it's it's the fifth stage of alchemy so you know we've been talking about the first stage of alchemy so we're taking a little leap here it can take years for people to get to this stage but the stage is about there is no good or bad all right so let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit here let's first thing we have to do is you have to throw judgmentalness out the window Okay, but so much of what's happening in the world evokes strong emotions. People are getting charged. They charge their emotions. And now it seems like there's charged emotions, strong emotions on both sides of all of these challenges. Yes, these strong opinions are just, you know, up right now. And in pod six, you know, you can go back and check that out. At the beginning of that podcast, we outlined for you the nine stages of alchemy. And today, like we said, we're jumping ahead to stage five of the nine stages of alchemy. So stage five is very advanced. It's not an easy task. An alchemist isn't looking to find the right answer or to get to the truth. Because, you know, I like the best song that I can say is a song by Michael Franti. He puts it so eloquently with this song, Nobody Right, Nobody Wrong. Nobody Right, Nobody Wrong. All right, I'm not even going to try to do Michael Franti, but... <laughs> they say you're going to choose your side and when it's done, nobody right, nobody wrong. Should I go on? Sure. Okay. It ended in a great big fight, and when it's done, nobody right, nobody wrong. Okay, that's our unofficial, official <laughs> theme song of Stage 5 of Alchemy. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Fronte. Yes. So in the last podcast, we talked about how everyone thought what happened to George Floyd was bad, or at least they said... That's how they felt. But somehow the polarization of the issue started soon after, and we were back to the duality of good and bad, both sides claiming the other side was wrong. So now we got good, bad, and right and wrong. Yeah, and to step back and look at this from an alchemist's point of view, you know, to do stage five of alchemy, you have to leave the realm of polarization and come to the realm of unity, oneness, wholeness. And it really, we, we do have to go into this Wonderful topic I always love to talk about, Chinese numerology. Which is a giant rabbit hole. Yes, but we'll just do a little bit. Just we go need, down a little bit. A little bit. We need to compare the number two with the number one. The number two is right and wrong, yin and yang, black and white, you know, day and night, sun and moon. There's just all these polarized things, the extremes of an argument, taking sides. And number one is that place of unity, of oneness, where the difference just melts away and we're left with this oneness, this 
only truth is love and wholeness. And in Taoism, the number one represents the fact that we are all one people. And so the differences we believe we're seeing are just that, differences. And if we don't let them separate us, we can find unity. And right now we see it as people versus police, Democrats versus Republicans, or this country versus that country, you know, liberals versus conservative. I can go on and on, justice versus injustice. There's so many sides to so many different coins out there right now. You could even juxtapose people making us wear masks versus people who refuse to wear masks. They are both feeling like they are righteous. They have the righteous side of the matter. It doesn't matter what the issue is. It's yin and yang right and wrong. It's about our perception of the other, in air quotes. It's about who we include in our group of people that we care about and associate with and versus the people we perceive as threatening our success. So there you have judgmentalness and fear. Yes. Not a good combination. And you know, all beings on this planet, we're all breathing. We have the same hearts in our chest. They're beating the same organs, same blood flow. And we've all either loved or have been loved at some point in our lives. We really do have a lot more in common than maybe we think because we tend to focus on differences yet we share so much we all have known love in some form you know and we just touched a little bit on the last podcast about this being the metal the the metal palace the global palace when you start seeing that people are alike and you start to see the similarities then you're really working on your your global palace your your travel palace yes we really are the same everywhere you know the opposite of black might be white but the opposite of the number two isn't the number one the oneness has no opposite being in the number one means you're leaving the realm of opposites this means the number one from oneness there is no good or bad or better said it's all good So there's the ultimate impossible question for all of us. How can George Floyd's death be even remotely good? How can kneeling on someone's neck not be bad, horrible, abhorrent? As alchemists who live in oneness, how can we embrace this? It's a very high alchemical stage to see everything is good and neither good nor bad. It's very difficult. Yeah, this is one of the hardest stages for anyone to be challenged and embraced. But in a way, this aftermath of George Floyd's death, we call to see that these times that moves us beyond the good and the bad to come to a unifying place, to see the police action as a catalyst. We talked about that in the last podcast with the catalyst and the reactors and the whole alchemical cauldron cauldron of discord here. It could literally be the single most effective civil rights action in history. Okay, without having to label it good or bad. So as a catalyst for change from there, the alchemists were having an outer world experience, an outer chapter experience. It's very strong experiences. It's very distracting. It pulls us out of our self-cultivation as alchemists. It's even disconnecting us from ourselves. And I even wonder if COVID-19 has fundamentally changed something in us permanently. Like maybe we never go back to the way it was before COVID-19. Maybe something has shifted in our psyches permanently. They say people are demanding working less hours in some countries when they go back to work. You know, I think we all needed this time. It's like we rested. And it makes me think of what Dr. Zach Bush says about viruses. He says we need to look at them as our friends, our helpers, our allies. How's that for a different way to look at the coronavirus? Well, it is hard to imagine that the coronavirus and the COVID-19, it's a good thing. But again, things have to play out. They're happening for some reason. 
and to not get charged emotionally and to just, you know, accept them as not good or bad, right or wrong. That's the challenge. He said that's good because these viruses evoke great change in us and in society. So he believes they help us get better prepared as a species for the changes that are coming in the future. These viruses have been around since the beginning of time, basically. That's part of his theory. And I'm just giving a two-second analysis here. He's really intelligent and has his own origin you know, story of how the hows and whys of coronaviruses. And I'll put a link in our show notes to one of his interviews. Now that people are off the hamster wheel of life, people are coming, becoming more health conscious. People are running and exercising and maybe eating better food, getting better sleep. Even though we have chaos going on outside, somehow this is trickling into another palace, the health palace. It's like a movement for health across all aspects of society. You know, why does it take a pandemic to get people to want to live healthier? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I'll tell you one thing, it's not easy to run in a mask. Okay, it has <laughs> no. been challenging. Uh, but you know what, that's another episode. Yes. So maybe some of us got really scared when we heard that the healthier you are, the more likely you will survive the coronavirus. Again, the fear and the judgmentalness definitely Definitely plays into the right or wrong, good or bad, you know, no good life, no bad life. It's this whole thing. So maybe some people it did reach them. So that's a bad perception that turned into good results. So today we're inviting you to experiment with this advanced concept, even though we're going out of order in the podcast, because our next season is going to be all about stage two of alchemy, which is the best protection is no protection, which is also an advanced concept. Yes. So we're going to we're going to have you think about this for a little bit. And then when we come back, we're going to really dive into that the best protection is no protection, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. And even though these alchemical stages have an order for a reason, we can all do any of those stages at any time in our lives. It's just that when you go in the order, of the stage one, stage two, stage three, we have more likelihood of success. But all the practice we put into a later stage will pay off later when you get to it. Absolutely. So just to remind you, we're talking about um, alchemist, activist, or anarchist. Yes. Where are you? What are you? How do you feel? We're going to take this journey today. We're going to talk about stage five of alchemy, which it's all good. Right. So think of that in that perspective, putting on that lens to look at and to listen maybe put on those headphones to listen to our perspective on that because that's really what we want you to think about you know i'm going to say it before we dive into this conversation ask yourself better questions ask yourself questions that really spark a great conversation with yourself yes so let's start out with how about stepping out of duality the number two the good and bad how do you do that First of all, stage five is all about listening. What'd you say? Listen, <laughs> listening. The main point on the body that represents the stage is right next to the entrance of your ear. It's this little thing that, you know, you this little piece called the tragus. And right there is a point and it's called listening palace. I was listening to that, but by the <laughs> way, I love that. Go ahead. In order to listen, you must first stop talking. You must go into- That re- could be hard. That could be very hard See, I'm, for us. Right now, that's right. <laughs> 
Okay, you have to go into receptive mode. So one of the things that has been reported online during these difficult times is people are getting a lot of ringing in their ears, and that's called tinnitus. And in Chinese medicine, that represents some level of resistance in you to what you're hearing. You don't like what you're hearing. You don't like the feedback. It's like an amplifier feedback from a live band. Does not compute, does not register. Your brain is telling you no. So the points called the listening palace allow you to settle into listening without judgment, listening to what you're hearing. And it's all good means you don't live in the duality of good and bad. You can hear without immediately categorizing it into good or bad. So with stage five, you're not ignoring the craziness in your outer world because you're witnessing it. But at the same time, you're not getting distracted by the outer world either with a lot of strong reactions and emotions. Instead, you concentrate on staying in your Wu Wei. The Wu Wei comes from that oneness place. Non-action does not mean no action. And many people don't understand that. Yeah, I think it means, I think they think it means do nothing. The Wu Wei means doing nothing and watching and waiting. But really, that's the role of the saint, which we're, we're talking about hero saint or alchemist. alchemist. So yeah. yeah, that's the role of doing nothing that's about the saint. anything. Yeah, yeah, that's the saint. In fact, Wu Wei is about action. We call it inspired action, which is why we named the podcast yeah, Inspired the, Action. We really want you to understand that concept. If you are moved to do something, you do it because you are moved to do it. You're motivated. You're inspired. It's the divine presence in you that prompts you to move. So you cultivate that inside of yourself. Let's say you are meditating and you are in touch with your inner self. And from that place, you are prompted by your spirit, not your mind, to protest or vote or instigate change in some way. Then when you come back to engaging that outer world, you take that step. It may even be a tiny step, a butterfly flapping its wings and making enormous change on the other side of the world. I love it when you drop these obscure philosophical concepts, the flapping of the butterfly's wings that can change the world. I love, I believe in that. I love that. It's so awesome. In this way, you can become, as the Taoists like to say, an instrument of the divine. It's source energy orchestrating evolution on a grand scale. And you're like a tiny atom doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. An instrument of the divine. That sounds really cool. You do not know what the bigger plan is. You just simply play your part. You're the divine cog in the wheel and that your inspired action that moves that wheel that moves you to the next step and then the next step and the next step every footstep in your life can be that inspired footstep if you're listening if you're feeling if you're looking out for your own inspiration and in this way the alchemist stands in between in between the monk in retreat on the mountain and the activists in the streets trying to save the world. The reason the alchemists didn't live in temples or on mountaintops their whole lives is because they didn't just want to retreat. Being in life, really living life, all those full emotions of living, that's what brings about the most transformation in you. Other people or life in general, they're the catalysts for fast cataclysmic change. So the alchemists realize that through our experience of others outside of us, we have these chemical reactions. We change faster because we're willing to subject ourselves to others, the disagreements and the conflicts in the world. 
Yes, running away from the conflicts and living in serenity is actually the slower path to transformation. Think about it. It's not that there aren't times when we need to retreat or we need to have a vacation, vacate from your present life there. It's just that the world of disagreement and judgmentalness and conflict you might need time to reflect and get in touch with your higher self. But that's only one stage of alchemy, stage seven to be exact. Yes. Okay. The other stages require us to be in the thick of it, to have experiences, not to be isolated, but to be on the battlefield of life, so to speak. Go out in the streets if that's what you are inspired to do. Yes, as alchemists, though, we don't get swept up in the outer world distractions. That's a really key distinction. We are trying to raise our consciousness above those distractions so that we can course the wind. That funny Taoist phrase I've brought up many times, that means you can stay the course through turbulent waters and winds. And we're not saying it's easy to be in this middle ground if it's all good. You know, the atrocities and the turbulence versus the peace and the love. It's all part of the whole. So again, Lita, I'm going to say it. What's an alchemist to do? <laughs> First, it's about coming back to yourself. If you've been distracted by the news, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it, it pulls on us when we get sucked into it. I've decided, you know, Twitter has made an industry out of FOMO. You have immediate access to the information. We talked about this in the last podcast about the protests, for example, that may never reach mainstream news. Yeah, you know, I think that... It's really hard, and I'm not really even sure you can do it, but I could be wrong, or no right or wrong, but how can you meditate and receive inspiration and have a, you know, be an instrument of the divine if you're hooked into checking Twitter every few minutes? If you're, <laughs> you got the ding of Facebook, or you've got, you know, emails coming in, or your phone's vibrating, or you're just being pulled Yes. To the outer world. It's not that you have to ignore what's going on outside you at all, but you need to separate enough from it to be able to hear your own higher self talking to you, to hear that divine guidance inside you. So if you're on media all the time, or some of the time, or part of the time, you're on it, okay? Yes. You're hooked in. That's why we say it's the hook. Can you put it aside and give yourself a media fast so you can break that habit? You know, there's so much going on right now. I, I know it's challenging, but if you want to work on this, you have to cut those ties. And perhaps you're just bored in the beginning. Maybe you're playing video games like crazy on your iPad. Maybe you're kind of waffling between the saint or the anarchist, and then maybe even the alchemist, and you just can't which way to go. You don't know. There's what's stopping you from connecting to that higher wisdom. This is the first place you should look. Okay, you need to get a time off. You need to get get that hook out of you. You need to just yeah. pull it, rip the Band-Aid, you know, uh, take a break and see if you can find that connection to your spirit again. When you're able to be contemplative again, then it's about asking yourself in every moment, what am I inspired to do? We are cultivating the idea of spontaneity here. What is the next inspired step in your life? You know, when my son went to one of the marches, he was inspired by one of the talks that he immediately had to start a 10 million people march. And the next day, Al Sharpton called for a march on Washington. 
you know, for the anniversary of Martin Luther King's March on Washington. So my son had this idea. And then the next day he got some validation that he was thinking in alignment with something bigger than him. Yeah. So that was the inspiration. You know, if you come in alignment with these ideas that you receive, and we all have ideas pouring in all the time, all the time, and we need to process, your heart needs to buy into it. We talked about that in an earlier podcast as well. Once you have that inspiration, it's about reflecting on your past experiences and see if you're in alignment with that. And then believing that all beings are at your disposal. We've talked about this strange Taoist phrase a number of times. It's the belief that if you want something and you've been inspired by spirit to do it, the universe is going to orchestrate helpers to help you. It means the other cogs in the wheel of life will help you with your inspired goal. That's the 10,000 beings, right? Yes, the 10,000 beings. And then once you come up with the next steps, then you'll need to walk that walk. Those steps are right there. This is alchemy for us as individuals. And honestly, if we all pay attention and walk in those footsteps of inspiration, then the alchemy will take place on a worldwide scale. Perhaps the biggest societal change that the world has ever seen. So I guess that's the role of the alchemist leader. That's the one we've been talking about. You know, if we take out the fear and the judgmentalness, this is about trust. Living in the realm of it's all good. And that's about trusting what happens is meant to be on some level, even if it's bad things. You know, we have to let go of the fear that the bad things are going to happen, that they're going to take things away from us, or they, they make us do things that we're not in alignment with, and start to see our lives as unfolding step by step without that judgment, without that fear, and really, really believing in the trust. You know, at the very beginning of this podcast, we we introduced you to stage one of alchemy, and we talked a lot about fear, about walking into a dark tunnel, which we call the mystery. And the mystery is trying to develop trust, which we say trust with a capital T, that everything will work out in the end, even when things are bad, even when, you know, you feel like the police are going to get you or some, you know, terrible thing has happened to someone else that you're just you're just so upset about you know how do you step back from that as an alchemist and and feel the inspiration to do what you need to do without being distracted by all this tumultuousness all this wind blowing all around you so it's about trust and grappling with your own fear and fear fuels a lot of action that you might not be needing to take yeah i think Fear fuels judgmentalness. Yes. Okay. And I do think that you have to kind of look at each one of these components and how it has manifested in your life. Yeah. How have you moved it along? Maybe it's not a good thing. So if you're feeling that, oh boy, I'm really like watching the news all the time, the media all the time, and I'm, I'm afraid for my kids, I'm afraid for my spouse, I'm afraid to go outside. We need to really look at these things. And, you know, at the end of the day, your cultivation is as important as the beginning of the day. Let's talk about that a little bit, Lita. Yeah. At the end of the day, before you go to sleep, you can review your day and let go of the things that are emotionally charged and see the events of your day, not just the good things as blessings. Happy to be alive. Happy to have lived. It's the feeling that if you go to bed at night, you're satisfied with life. And you won't be disappointed if tomorrow you do not wake up. The life you've lived thus far has not been disastrous. Rather, it's been beautiful. And when you wake up, 
that next day. You don't need to bring that disappointment, the challenges, the general yuckiness of the feelings that you had that previous day into your new day. You can awaken like a child ready for new possibilities, new adventures, new experiences, new ways to find love, new inspired actions, Lita. Yes. And from that place, from the mystery of life, the magic of inspired actions can unfold and the alchemists can evoke huge change in the outer chapters of the world. Yeah, so we just wanted to say, have a good day tomorrow. Let it all go tonight and be the alchemist that you truly want to be. Or not. Or not. Or not. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to drop that. Boom. Boom. Or not. No judgment. (laughs) No judgment. Okay, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast, and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.